Wrapping up our early offseason quarterback conversation with perhaps the most controversial option of them all for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as they search for their heir to Tom Brady's job. Deshaun Watson takes center stage on today's episode of the Locked On Bucks podcast. Let's get to it. You are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bucks Nation? Welcome to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, your daily podcast covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, hosted by me, David Harrison. My co-host, James Jarko, not here for today's episode. Sorry for the late publishing of our Friday episode. First and foremost, guys, finally here better late than never. Of course, both James and I are writers covering the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for SB Nation at BucksNation.com. We are free and available on all platforms, and thank you for making this show your first listen or watch Every single day when we're not here, you can find us on Twitter at JR underscore Bucks at D Harrison 82 at locked on Bucks or at Bucks underscore nation. Like we mentioned already, we want to thank you for making this show your first listen or view every single day. Today's episode brought to you by Get Upside. Just download the free Get Upside app, use the promo code touchdown, and you'll get 25 cents per gallon or more cash back with your first tank of gas as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers get deeper into their search to replace Tom Brady. They shouldn't just cast Deshaun Watson from the list of options, and neither should Bucks fans. That is what we're discussing on today's episode. We're going to talk about the upside. We're going to talk about some of the concerns, of course. And then at the end of today's episode, guys, I'm going to give you my top three options from the list of names that we've talked about this week, mostly James. Again, uh, myself, I've talked about Blaine Gabbert and Kyle Trask as potential options, again, from the roster in 2021, moving forward to potentially take over. James then talked about Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. James and Evan on Wednesday talked about Jimmy Garoppolo. We got Derek Carr into the mix. Now we've got Deshaun Watson as a potential option as well. And I'm going to start with the upside, guys. Let's, 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 the show's brought to you by Get Upside, so let's get some upside here with Houston Texans, currently Houston Texans quarterback uh, Deshaun Watson, of course, didn't play at all in the 2021 season. But look, he turned just 27 after the start of the 2022 NFL season with a birthday there in in mid-September and brings four years of NFL experience after being drafted 12th overall in the 2017 NFL draft by those Houston Texans in that rookie season, despite the fact that he only started six games, finished third behind Alvin Kamara and Kareem Hunt for that year's Offensive Rookie of the Year award. Again, started just six games in his rookie season, but then he started all but one from 2018, 19, and 2020 seasons. Every single game, Deshaun Watson started for the Houston Texans except for one, and he only missed that game for rest as the Houston Texans got ready to uh, embark into the playoffs. Speaking of the playoffs, Watson is 1-2 in in his postseason career. He lost his first playoff game against the Indianapolis Colts after the 2018 regular season, but then his team came back, beat the Bills in the 2019 wild card before losing. Despite putting up 31 points, they lost 51-31 to to the eventual Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs, but I mean 31 points in the playoffs. That's a pretty good counterpunch. Kansas City Chiefs is too much to handle that year for everybody, obviously. Watson has made it to the Pro Bowl in all three years that he started in the NFL from start to finish as an NFL quarterback. So, again, three seasons starting for the Texans from Jump Street, three seasons making it to the Pro Bowl. In those three seasons, Watson averaged 4,280 yards passing, 28 touchdown passes, and just nine interceptions. Guys, what's interesting uh, is that his one season without DeAndre Hopkins, you would expect that production to probably go down. After De- after DeAndre Hopkins was traded to the Arizona Cardinals, Watson reached career highs in passing yards, completion percentage, 
touchdown passes, yards per attempt, quarterback rating, and actually had the lowest interception production of his entire career. And he was the team's second leading rusher with nearly 500 yards on the ground that season and three touchdowns. Now, if we compare Deshaun Watson's 2020 season to that year's NFL MVP, Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers, again, part of the conversation we had this week, Watson produced better in passing yards and then was just a half percentage point off of Aaron Rodgers' pace that season in completion percentage and threw only two more interceptions than Aaron Rodgers did. Now, there is an area where Aaron Rodgers just smoked the young Deshaun Watson and that in individual performances, and that was touchdown passes. Aaron Rodgers threw 15 more touchdown passes. Uh, than Deion, than Deshaun Watson. However, A-Rod also had Devontae Adams and Robert Tanyan as two of his primary wide receivers, while Watson was working with Will Fuller and Brandon Cooks. So there's no doubt that the talent is there for this embattled quarterback. That much, I think, is obvious. When Watson had the league's fourth-ranked defense in points allowed, Houston won 11 games with the 19th-ranked defense in 2019. He still led them to 10 wins and another playoff berth. And in 2020, the Texans defense slipped all the way to 27th in the National Football League in points allowed per game, and the Texans won just four games. Look, even Tom Brady wouldn't take you to the Super Bowl with the 27th-ranked uh, scoring defense in the National Football League. But the Texans, as much as their defense struggled, their quarterback in 2020 put up MVP-caliber numbers with starting receivers who, honestly, guys, wouldn't be a starting receiver on just about any NFL playoff roster in 2021. So the talent... Off the charts, definitely there. Still a young guy with a lot of NFL career left ahead of him once he gets back on the field. Deshaun Watson is truly the Harvey Dent of quarterback prospects. Shout out to all you Batman fans for the Buccaneers this offseason. If they choose to flip that coin, they're going to have to live with whatever side that coin lands on. I'll dive a little bit more into the bad side of pursuing Watson in just a moment. But first, speaking of coin, you can get some of yours back, Bucks fans. David Harrison here talking to you about the GetUpside app. Our listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up just down by downloading the free GetUpside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up in cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash gets added right back to your account. You can then cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or get an e-gift card for Amazon or other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code TOUCHDOWN to get $0.25 per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's promo code TOUCHDOWN on the free GetUpside app. We're also brought to you today by BetOnline, who has you covered this season more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football is getting set. For the big game coming up here, betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of everything available for 2022. BetOnline, where the game starts. Super Week at the Locked On Podcast Network is brought to you by GetUpside, and there's no better place to get coverage of the big game than the Locked On NFL Podcast. Locked On Bengals and Locked On Rams are in Los Angeles all week covering the big game. Welcome back to the Locked On Bucks Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks again for making us your first listen every day or your first view for those of you watching over on YouTube. We are free and available and on Twitter. 
I'm at D Harrison 82. My co-host James is at JR underscore Bucks. The show at Locked on Bucks. Find everything we're writing about your Tampa Bay Buccaneers at BucksNation.com on Twitter at Bucks underscore Nation. Before I get into the downside of pursuing Deshaun Watson, let's listen into a voicemail left to us by a member of Bucks Nation. James, David, what up? Lucky the DJ, Boise, Idaho. I want to make this quick because I'm sure you're getting a ton of calls today. Um, but I just wanted to leave my thoughts on Brady uh, hanging it up and retiring. Um, when I say I love the brand of Buccaneers football, um, you know, I, I met my biological father for the first time at a Tampa Bay Buccaneers game. Um, I've had the privilege to work all around the country and the Buccaneers watching them since 2000, I'm sorry, since 1996 has gotten me through some dark times. So when I say I love the Buccaneers, I mean it in my heart and I feel so happy and privileged to be a part and to be able to witness what we saw over the past two years. And, you know, I know he's probably not listening, but I want to thank Tom Brady, not for the wins, uh, not for the championship, but for the culture change. Um, I was a radio program director for 15 years and I got a job in Peoria, Illinois once to change the culture of a radio station. and. I failed because changing the culture of grown men is difficult. And Tom Brady did that to the highest of standards. And I just want to thank him and everybody in the Bucks organization for following his lead. It was a fantastic two years. It was a crazy ride. I hope we're not done yet. I hope the future is bright. But Buccaneers football, that brand is something that unites everybody listening right now from one side of the country to the other. And I just want to say thank you. And I feel so humbled and grateful to be able to witness what we just witnessed from Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Thank you guys so much. Future hopefully is bright. What a great call there, man, from Lucky. Lucky, I appreciate you sharing uh, a little bit of your backstory and your life experience with us here. And, and, you know, listen, there are members of the Buccaneers organization who do listen to the Locked on Bucks podcast. So if one of them out there is listening to this, hopefully maybe they can find a way to get your message to Tom. I know Tom and eternally grateful for what the game has given to him uh, as well. And I'm sure is, is grateful for the fan outpouring and the love being shown to him from across uh, the NFL here. So Appreciate you, DJ, for that phone call. Appreciate everybody who's really called in. We've got one more voicemail that we're going to get to here uh, before the end of today's episode. But unfortunately, guys, we talked about some of the good uh, that comes from Deshaun Watson on the playing field. But now we've got to talk about some of the bad that he brings off and on uh, the playing field. First of all, let's talk about this civil case. And look, I'm not going to minimize the accusations being made here against Deshaun Watson. But for time's sake, for purpose and, and the purpose of this conversation, we need to kind of summarize what's going on with Deshaun Watson as we know it today. So don't take that as a minimizing of what's what's happening and the accusations. It's just for time purposes. We need to kind of get through this to catch everybody up in case you are not up to speed. In September of 2020, Deshaun Watson signed a four-year contract worth more than $100 million in guaranteed money. Later that same year, Watson accused, eventually accused by 22 separate people of coercive and lewd sexual behavior, quote-unquote, in a civil case. Charges have never been brought criminally, even though at least two of the 22 who accused Watson of these acts have also accused him of sexual assault. But that investigation is still active, uh, according to the latest reports, and the Houston prosecutor handling the Deshaun Watson case is actually set to or reportedly set to 
uh, deliver 10 complaints that are expected to be seen by a grand jury soon. So at least the criminal side of this thing should be over relatively quickly. And, and obviously, if he gets charged, that's a whole other uh, barrel of, of issues. And that's going to change the landscape here. But dealing with what we have here right now, no criminal charges filed as of right now. Everything right now being handled in civil court. Watson is scheduled to be deposed for the civil case later in February. Uh, the accusers have been getting deposed for quite some time now. And then after all the uh, accusers and the alleged victims have been deposed, then Watson will get his day with the lawyers. Uh, and I can tell you that the uh, the the accusation side, the, the lawyer there plans on using all 40 plus hours that he has at his uh, disposal to interview Mr. Watson. That's something that he has said and put on record. In mid-January now, the Daily Beast uh, released what they say is a redacted settlement offer from Winston's uh, Watson's lawyer offering one of the women involved $100,000, uh, the standard kind of non-disclosure agreements and all that stuff, non-admission of guilt and all those things uh, really were, were involved there as well. That settlement offer reportedly declined by the woman. Near the 2021 NFL trade deadline, there were actually multiple teams reportedly interested in meeting the Texans' demands. And that's where things get a little bit sticky here for teams like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Houston Texans are looking for three first-round picks and a combination of three second-round picks or younger players who could make an impact in Houston. So if you're not going to give them a straight-up second-round pick, they want a player in place. When I look across the landscape of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, again, you have to remember kind of the situation that Bruce Arians is in. Bruce Arians probably not looking to coach three years from now, right? So if he sends a 2022-23-24 first-round draft pick to the Houston Texans, he's probably not going to be around to answer for that 2024 first-round draft pick. Certainly, possibly not going to be around to answer for the 2023 one either. And then when you look at some of the second-round draft picks, you could either ship them a second-round pick this year, 23-24, or ship them young players. I'm looking at guys... Uh, potentially kind of like uh, Sean Murphy Bunting could be a guy that the Buccaneers decide to kind of fill in to one of those second round slots. Tyler Johnson, the wide receiver could be one of the guys that they decide to ship in place of one of those second round slots. And then I don't know, maybe Kyle Trask, you bring in Deshaun Watson, you're probably not looking uh, to start Kyle Trask anytime soon. So maybe the Buccaneers package three first round draft picks. You package Kyle Trask, Sean Murphy Bunting, Tyler Johnson, just for argument's sake, guys, uh, send them to the Houston Texans as well. Clears a little bit of cap space for you. There's a little bit of money out of the way. You only give up the three first-round draft picks, which still hurts, granted, but it's better than losing three firsts and three seconds. Now you've got your second-round draft picks, and potentially you have some compensatories coming in 2023 if some of these free agents depart uh, like we probably expect them to. Of course, taking him on the roster at any at any price really kind of brings a little bit of risk because the NFL side of this thing isn't done either, and the NFL still has a punishment to hand out you assume there's going to be some sort of punishment unless all 22 uh, of these accusers retract their statements and drop their charges or their cases, which isn't likely to happen. So when you look at what the what the Houston Texans are asking for, it's easier, easier to ask for that much when you're talking about 2021, right? Some of these teams that are involved in these trade discussions probably looking at this saying, you know what, we can get them. Let's get this thing settled because a lot of them had the stipulation that they wanted the civil cases settled. And there are reports uh, that Watson side actually tried to get this thing settled before the trade deadline came, but was obviously unsuccessful in doing so. And so when you're talking about a, a, two, a four to six or maybe an even eight game suspension handed down to Watson by the NFL, you can swallow that a little easier when you're talking about the back half of 2021 and you're probably on a team like the Miami Dolphins or Denver Broncos that don't really look like playoff contenders or Super Bowl contenders anyway. Taking on that ransom and paying the Houston Texans 
what they're asking for now at the beginning of or pre, prior to 2022, that that's six to eight game suspension potentially that you're going to be facing is now the first half of your season. And then when you bring him back, now he's got to get back up to speed. And I mean, now you're, you're talking about giving away uh, an entire season that you're not actually in the midst of a lot easier to give away the rest of a season that already looks kind of lost than it is. And for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, obviously that has an impact because again, Bruce Arians probably not interested in giving up his starting quarterback for half of a season. Uh, again, one of those top teams rumored to be in discussions last year was Miami Dolphins, who have since fired head coach Brian Flores. So not sure how much of an impact that's going to be. The Denver Broncos were also a part of that rumor mill, like we just mentioned. But now they appear to be fully into uh, pursuing Aaron Rodgers. The Steelers were also a team that people talked about. Uh, and certainly they have some young talent they could send uh, to Houston in exchange for Deshaun uh, as well. So that's a team to probably still keep an eye on. But just outside of the civil case, outside of the potential suspension, outside of the draft capital they have to give up, there's even more of it. And some of that is atmosphere, right? Uh, and this comes up anytime you talk about a troubled player. And I kind of look back to like Kareem Hunt again and, and Kareem Hunt's charges or accusations, not nearly as long of a list, but still pretty egregious uh, what he did there. And we had this conversation on the Locked on Bucks podcast back then. And I remember kind of saying to James, Kareem Hunt was going to play for somebody. So when, when you when you keep in mind that like the option that Kareem Hunt was never going to play football again was not on the table. This was not Ray Rice. This was uh, a little bit of a different situation, a younger guy. So and you just kind of looked at the landscape of the NFL. You knew Kareem Hunt was going to play again. Deshaun Watson is going to play football like unless something much more severe comes out or, or, or something like that, which I think it would have by now if it was going to Deshaun Watson will play in the National Football League again. So the question is. Do you want to bring Deshaun Watson onto your team for the price that the team is asking to trade him? Or do you want to see him go somewhere else? Those are really your two options. And for the Buccaneers, look, you've got women on the staff. You've got women in the training departments, coaches, stuff like that. That's that's going to make an impact here. But the Buccaneers also have a history uh, as an organization and as a coaching staff with Bruce Aaron and his guys on giving guys a second chance. Obviously, you look at Antonio Brown, but you also remember Tyron Matthew, uh, who a lot of people have taken off of, off of their draft boards based on his uh, some of his behaviors and accusations coming out of college, they end up drafting him. So don't put it past this this coaching staff and, and everything to bring him on. Now, the, the other question is for the players, are they going to respect him enough or to, to kind of follow him? And I think if you're an NFL franchise looking to make a move like this, you probably talk to some of your leaders like Levante David, like Mike Evans, uh, some guys like that and kind of gauge the atmosphere around the locker room of what a move uh, would do, and then oh, by the way, his contract also counts towards forty million dollars of the twenty twenty two salary cap right now, and forty two point four million in twenty twenty three. Of course, a restructure, an extension, a resigning, or something like that uh, can be done. Also important to note, guys, that Deshaun Watson does have a a no trade clause in that contract that he signed with the Houston Texans. So even though he wants out of Houston, and it looks like they're pretty much reserved now to go ahead ship him out, Watson does have a little bit of say, so a little bit of control into what happens with his future. So there's a lot to digest there with Deshaun. Some of it may be a little bit harder to stomach than others and how that impacts his ranking of potential options for the Buccaneers inside the Buccaneers organization. I can't speak for Jason Light or Bruce Arians. I can't tell you where they have him as far as uh, they may not even be considering him at all. They could have him as their number one option. I'm going to get into that in a minute. I'm going to share my rankings along with James's rankings. But first, Let's talk about something much easier to stomach. Of course, I'm talking about Built Bars. Make sure you incorporate Built Bars into your Super Bowl spread for those fans who may have a sweet tooth but appreciate a healthier option 
as well. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate and most contain just 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar with only 4 net carbs while packing 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar that usually has about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. And there's so many flavors of Built Bar to choose from. You really can't go wrong. You're going to find something for everybody, whether it's the coconut, coconut almond, peanut butter, brownie, raspberry, cookies, and cream. My family and I even just last night tried an eggnog Built Bar. That was very interesting. So check Built.com for those flavors and new ones coming out all the time. When you go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off of your next order. Again, that promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Wrapping up our quarterback conversation here on the Locked on Bucks podcast, evaluating options for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as they search for Tom Brady's replacement. But first, let's hear from another member of Bucks Nation. Hey guys, Slayton in Tampa. Waited till Tuesday evening to send my thoughts. Had a crazy weekend with the pre-announcement of Brady's retirement. And of course, today, workday. And it officially happens. Still stings, wanted one more year, but it is what it is. Definitely thank him for everything he's done and hope for great things in the future for the team. David, I know you're at the Senior Bowl, I believe. Hope you have a good time, get a lot of information. Look forward to hearing your thoughts. Just want to say to everyone out there, just keep your heads up and be thankful for what we have, and just let's move forward and be Bucks Nation as we always have been. Go Bucks! Have a great evening. All right, Layton, brother, appreciate you calling in as always. Hope you're doing well out there. Hope you and your family and your friends and your loved ones are all happy and healthy. And, and yeah, I mean, I love that appreciative angle. And I did have a blast at the Senior Bowl. It was wet uh, one day. Practice got moved completely indoors for the final day, which I don't blame. There was lightning and, and storms and everything. Uh, so player safety has to be optimal. And then, you know, uh, they didn't let all the media members in there because obviously close quarters and confined spaces and all those things in this day and age. Uh, but a great day one of practice, a good day two of practice. Got to see a lot of very intriguing players that I look forward to doing even more research on. We're actually going to have a little bit of a senior bowl recap. I'll take, I'll give you some of my takeaways on our Monday episode. So make sure you come back uh, for that. I've got my notebook sitting there. I got to compile some more of my thoughts and come down with some like top fives or some top threes, maybe some top tens. Who knows? We'll see. But we'll come back to you uh, on that Monday. Speaking of lists, we've got our top three quarterback options again, guys. If you missed any of it, we talked about Blaine Gabbert. We talked Kyle Trask. We talked Jimmy Garoppolo really like multiple times. I mean, I talked about Jimmy G coming off of the NFC Championship game. James and Evan talked about Jimmy G specifically and kind of went a little bit deeper. And then Jimmy G's name came up again, I think, in the Derek Carr uh, conversation. James talked about Aaron Rodgers and Russell Wilson. Again, we talked about Derek Carr. Now we're talking about Deshaun Watson, of course, hit us up on Twitter. I'm at D Harrison82. James at JRCO underscore Bucks, the show at Locks on Bucks. Let us know your preference and why and, and all that stuff. I'm going to give you our list here. James sent me his top three. I've got my top three. Both of us have the same third option, which I think is a little bit interesting, actually. And it is Deshaun Watson. Basically, that's kind of where both of us have this talent versus, you know, PR nightmare and, and potential suspension drama. And I think that's really what does it for me is kind of that suspension drama. I don't advocate any of the things he's accused of. And if he did them, I definitely don't advocate or support him doing them. But understand, again, he is going to play football. So if he's going to play football again, why not play for the team uh, that you support or in this case that James and I cover? 
when you look at it from a Buccaneer standpoint, you're talking about not only the opportunity to win now, but when you talk about Jason Light and the Glazers, looking towards the future of the Buccaneers and, and the health there, uh, Deshaun Watson, a guy who could be around for another 10 years or so, if not a little bit more if he stays healthy. So easy to see the upside of bringing him in here. And let's be honest, guys. Let's look at Kareem Hunt. Let's look at Tyreek Hill. Sure, you know the the accusations. Ben Roethlisberger. They come up from time to time. Absolutely, one hundred percent. But for the most part, all of those men have been able to go through, have very healthy careers, very successful careers, and really ultimately have not cost their teams who have them anything. Obviously, Ben riding off in sunset this year did not cost them anything from a competitive standpoint. Still able to go out there and be functional parts of the NFL community. So Deshaun Watson, number three on both my list and James's list. Now, number two, number one, here's where we differ a little bit. Number two for James, Las Vegas Raiders quarterback, Derek Carr. Number two for me, Russell Wilson. I'm going to get into Russell Wilson here just a little bit. Uh, my biggest thing for Russell Wilson, one, I kind of agree with Corbin Smith, the host of the Locked on Seahawks podcast. Again, much more plugged in to what's going on in Seattle than James and I are. He says they're going to want a lot more than maybe Tampa is willing to offer. And I kind of agree with that. Russell Wilson, a little bit older as quarterbacks go. Not you know, not too much older than Derek Carr, but still a little bit older. And for me, that's a little bit of a problem. Then you also look at the cap situation. Russell Wilson brings a lot more to the cap situation than Derek Carr does. So I think that's a little bit, I don't want to say prohibitive, but it is something to kind of keep in, in, in mind. And then Russell Wilson, kind of a guy who, who kind of comes off as wanting maybe a little bit more control than a franchise like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are looking to give post Tom Brady. So all those things combined, Russell Wilson, Obviously, a good option. He's my he's my number two option. It's not like I'm I'm poo pooing on the guy, okay? But my number two option, while James comes through at number two with Derek Carr, James's top option, Russell Wilson, dangerous. He wants to see him come to Tampa and get cooking. My number one option it might be a surprise to some of you out there, but like James said in his episode, I have touted my love for this guy before. I will continue uh, to, to to scream into the mountaintops. Las Vegas Raiders quarterback Derek Carr. I think when you look at Derek Carr. You get a little bit of everything that you want out of a quarterback for this franchise moving forward. You get leadership. You have humility. You get a good cap number. And the age isn't a concern. He's 30 years old right now, turns 31 next month in March. So you get him at 31 years of age. You figure you can get at least five or six more years potentially out of Derek Carr. Derek Carr, not a guy who lives and dies off of athleticism and his ability to move. Does have a little bit of sneaky athleticism in him, though. Just keep that in mind. But not a guy who needs it and lives behind it. Even if you don't bring back Ryan Jensen and Hainsey comes into center, even if you don't bring back Alex Kappa and, and uh, Stinney goes in there, you're giving him a better offensive line than what I think he had in the Las Vegas Raiders. With Mike Evans, you're giving him a better number one receiver than what he had with the Raiders. And with Cam Brates, you're not giving him a better tight end. But you know what, guys? This tight end class has a lot of talent in it. So you can go out there and you can draft yourself a tight end if you really need to team up somebody with Cam Brate. And listen. Depending on cap numbers, guys, never say never on O.J. Howard. I know we're saying never, but never say never on O.J. Howard. But there are some options. Jeremy Rucker at Ohio State, I'm looking at you, buddy. Listen, the potential that the, the, the that Derek Carr can do with this offense, again, you're not bringing in a quarterback and saying you're going to make our team better. Tom Brady has had an effect on this roster that should be lasting. He's taught Mike Evans how, how to win. He's taught Chris Godwin, hopefully he comes back, knock on wood, that they get that done, how to win. Ali Marpet. Uh, Tristan Wurst, Levante David, the like a lot of these guys, you know, they were either on a roster or joined a roster that really hadn't been known for getting over the hump, coming back from a deficit. They've all had those experiences. So that Brady effect can have echoes into the future and transfer to these other guys. 
don't don't kind of sell that short. You know, what I mean, these aren't the same yucks that maybe you know a lot of people made up made fun of before. I think you throw Derek Carr into the mix again, a humble leader who knows how to grind, never counts his himself or his team out of anything. You pair it with some of these Super Bowl winning personalities who now know what it takes to not only be at the top of the hill, stay at the top of the hill, overcome adversity, overcome deficits, and win in the name of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Derek Carr is my number one guy. Lucky and Leighton, thank you both for your voicemails. If you have a top three list, if you're surprised Aaron Rodgers isn't on ours and think that we're absolutely out of our minds for not putting him on there, by all means, come through. Let us know either on Twitter at dharrison82, james at jr, underscore bucks to show at Locked on Bucks. Thanks again for making Locked on Bucks podcast your first listen or your first view every single day. Free and available on all platforms, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. We will be back on Monday with a Senior Bowl review, and we're moving on to our next position group. We're going to look at who the Buccaneers have, who they might lose, and then we're going to start diving into some of the options to bring in. We're going to be putting, again, another top three list, guys. So as we go through this thing, let us know what you think. For your second listen today, check out the Locked on Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. If you have those takes or questions, you want to share them with us, send them over to LockedOnBucksPodcast at gmail.com or call in like Lucky and Layton and so many others did throughout the week at 813-444-5841. James and I will see you again on Monday. Until then, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another, wash your hands, fire the cannons, and thank you for joining me right here at Locked On Bucks.